Hey, everybody, welcome to day 35 of our Fast from Wrong Thinking. Today, we're fasting from the thought that says, I'm overwhelmed, and I know all of us can relate to this. And uh, there's a great clip towards the end of today's episode where Gregory Dickow talks about what it means to be seated with Christ. And when you understand where you're seated, peace becomes a lot easier. So I'm excited for you to hear this today. I hope you enjoy. You have a situation that that creates a separation between you and a sense of peace. But what you do is when (laughs) what ends up happening is when you when you're separated from that sense of peace, we interpret that and equate that to being separated from God. But we are not separated from God. It's a myth. We might be separated from peace, but the reason we're separated from peace momentarily is because our mind is fixed on the situation rather than our mind fixed on his presence with us. So Jesus says to them, peace be with you. The first gift he bestowed upon them after his resurrection was he said, look, what I did for you is done. Now walk in this peace. Now live in this peace. You don't have to be anxious anymore. Where does peace come from? It comes from a stream of thoughts about what Jesus has done for us, what he has said to us and what he has promised he will do for us. Listen to what I'm saying here today. Peace comes from a stream of thinking, from a stream of thinking, because you could be a Christian, be born again and on your way to heaven, but have no peace. Why? because of what you're thinking, because of what you're meditating on, because of what you're dwelling on, what you're focusing on. What happens is people get stressed out and people freak out and people burn out. Those are the three things that happen in people's reaction to life. They get stressed out, they freak out or they burn out based on what has happened in their life. And you know what determines whether you freak out, stress out or burn out? It's what your view of God is. What do you believe about God? If you believe he's causing all these problems in your life, then you will freak out. If you believe that he knows how to turn things around, you'll never freak out. If you, you see that you, you it will affect your reactions and how you react to what happens to you. You know what triggers God's faithfulness? The morning comes and the Bible says, Uh, His loving kindness and his mercy are new every morning. His faithfulness never comes to an end. What are we what what should that do in your heart? What should that do in your life? It should bring you rest. It should bring you calm. It should bring you confidence. It should put your mind at ease. And that's what that's where the trouble is, is when your mind is not at ease, when your mind is not on the right things, you get you, you get troubled and anxious and nervous and worried and you start trying to make all these promises to God. And then you tell him you're going to pray every day for an hour. And that's boy, you know, if you're going to make a promise, promise to pray for a minute. Lord, I'm going to pray every day for a minute, because at least that's one you can keep. Prayer starts with what you do have. Even when the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Guess what prayer starts with anxiety. It starts with what you do have. I got some anxiety. Okay, then take it, cast your cares upon the Lord and whatever you pray for with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and peace will come. You started with anxiety and gratitude and prayer and you end up with peace. Every breakthrough starts with what you do have, with what you do have, with what you do have. And it turns into what you don't have when you do what God says to do with it. If we are lacking peace or joy, it's because we're lacking in believing something. 
We're believing something other than what God said. If we want fullness of joy in our lives, I mean, where you're really at a place in your life where the things that happen around you do not control your emotions, but your emotions are anchored in peace and joy because you are in a constant state of believing God's promises and God's word and trusting God. You actually can live that way. The mind that is stayed on him. God says in Isaiah 26, verse three, I will keep him in perfect peace. Our part is to keep our mind on him and on his promises. And his part is to keep us perfect in peace. The mind that stayed on him, he will keep. He will keep you in perfect peace. So God is obligated to make sure that you are abiding in his peace and joy, for that matter. These go together when your mind is stay is stayed on him. Look, what is what what are people's minds stay on right now? People's minds are on the government. People's minds are on what's happening in the world. People's minds are on their jobs, their businesses, their needs. God is not obligated to keep you in peace if you are feeding yourself the news of this world. God is obligated, though, to keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. Our part, keep our minds on his promises and on his word. His part keeps you in perfect peace. He keeps you in perfect peace. You anxious your mind. You you have to make an adjustment in what you're believing and what your mind is fixed on. God cannot control what you keep your mind on. You are in control of that. You are in control of that. Hey, what goes into your eyes? And what goes into your ears is what determines what your mind stays on. So what you these are the gates into your heart and into your mind, your ear gates, your eye gates and your mouth gate, whatever your mouth stays on, whatever your whatever your ears listen to, whatever your mouth declares, whatever your ears hear, whatever your eyes see, those are the things that you and I have control over. We don't have control over everything that comes knocking on those gates, but we have complete control over what what things we open the gate to. This is not to condemn anybody, but this is to empower you or really to awaken you to how much power you have over what goes into your ears, because really what's contained in here is what's pretty much occupying what goes into your eyes and what goes into your ears. So make sure that you're feeding yourself things that are producing peace and joy. And what are those things? Jesus said, these things that I have spoken to you will cause you to have my joy. So if we're if we have an absence of joy, it's because there's an absence of hearing the things that Jesus said. Jesus will not. Everything Jesus said will produce joy in your life. Like you think about it. Here's one of the things he said. Ask anything in my name and the father will do it. That makes me happy. Like I'm keeping my mind on that this year. Whatever I ask in his name, he'll he said he'll do it. He said he'll do it. So while my when my mind is on what he said, I have peace and I have joy. We're talking about how to be free from oppression and in this case, how to stop suffering, how to stop suffering. 
how to stop suffering, the mental anguish that some people feel. I know the people in this room right now, you feel anxiety, you're suffering from anxiety, you're suffering from depression, you're suffering from low self-worth, you're suffering from the pain of your past, you're suffering financially, you're suffering emotionally, perhaps you're suffering physically, you're suffering in a relationship, you're suffering from the anguish of what somebody did to hurt you. And all suffering can be identified and all suffering can be stopped when we identify what are the beliefs that are causing that suffering? What is the belief? What is the mistaken belief that is causing this suffering? When I believe that there's nothing that I can do about my past, like my my mistakes have done me in, my mistakes have ruined me. If I believe that, then I'm going to live in guilt. I'm going to live in shame. My guilt and shame is not because of my past, but my guilt and shame is because I feel powerless to do anything about my past. How about my present situation right now? If I feel powerless over my present situation, it will depress me like I feel powerless. I can't do anything about my financial situation. I can't do anything about my health. I can't do anything about my relationship. So I feel powerless over my present condition. That makes me depressed. My present condition doesn't make me depressed, but the fact that I feel powerless to do anything about it is what makes me depressed. And what about my future? So we talk about our past, our present and our future for a moment. What about my future? If I believe that my future is in your hands or my future is in somebody else's hands or my future is really out of my control, if I believe that no matter what I do, I can't impact my future, I'm going to be afraid because when you don't know what the future holds and you don't think you can do anything about your tomorrow, then it will make you feel afraid about tomorrow. Fear only comes from a feeling of powerlessness. So it's not my future that makes me afraid. It's the feeling of powerlessness over my future that makes me feel afraid. Are you, are you hearing me? So powerless over my past makes me feel guilt. Powerlessness over my present makes me feel depressed and a feeling powerless over my future makes me feel afraid. This is how Satan oppresses us. He robs us of the knowledge. He he wants to prevent us from thinking or believing that we have power to do anything about it. You say, what do we have? How do we have power to do anything about our past? We have the blood of Jesus that washes away our past. How do we have power over our present? We have the power to praise God in the midst of our situation. We have the power to give thanks in the midst of our situation. We have the power to set the temperature where we want it to be rather than just read the temperature where it is. So we have power over our present by rejoicing anyway. Count it all joy. Praise God anyway. Worship him anyway. Uh, Thank him anyway. Okay, so that gives us power. We have power over our future. How? By by the seeds we sow, like your future is in your hands. Whatever seeds you plant is what you're going to reap. So that gives us a sense of that's just one example of what gives us power over our future rather than feeling powerless over our future. We can change the seeds we sow. Therefore, we can change the harvest that we grow based on what God has given us seed, time and harvest. Don't say to the storm, peace, be still because you're afraid of it. Say peace, be still. When you stop being afraid of it, because you have something greater than it. 
What is it? You have the three things that are greater than the storm, promise of God, the presence of God and the power of God. Seven thousand promises in the word of God. I have his presence. He'll never leave me or forsake me. I have his power, death and life and the power of my tongue. Ah, Now I have peace. So now I speak from a place of peace to the storm. Now, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is speaking. I'm not desperate. Peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. The storm's like, yeah, right. You don't even believe it yourself. The storm can only obey what's inside of you. And when you speak it, that's when it works because you believe it. Then then when it comes out, the storm bows its knee. We're seated with him. But where are we seated? He says in verse 21, far above all rule, all power and authority. We are far above the devil. We're not uh, we're not in contention with the devil. We're not fighting the devil. He's trying to pull you into a fight. But when you realize where you're seated, he tries to pull you into a fight and you're like, why would I fight you? I already got the crown. I already got the heavyweight belt. I already got the victory because of Jesus. I don't need to fight you. I just need to remind you that you've been defeated. I like how he's I like how he says far above. Look at what he says in this verse. You're far. You've been seated far above, not just barely. You didn't just eke out a victory. You didn't just grind out the championship. You didn't win at the last second with a field goal. Jesus defeated the devil and he gave you the victory. And where are you seated now? Far above all rule. What's ruling in this world? Anxiety. You're far above it. What's ruling in this world? Fear. You're far above it. And authority. You're you're far above all the authority of this world. Whatever's happening in this world, you're not under the authority of what's going on in this world. You're above, far above and not beneath whatever is in your life. You're far above it far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, not only in this age, but in the one to come. We're seated with Christ. We're seated with him. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, I want to remind you about a couple episodes from earlier in the fast. Uh, Day six was called Anxious for Nothing and day 11, God's number one remedy for depression and anxiety. I think those episodes go really well. They coincide with what you heard today about feelings of being overwhelmed. And so if you want to hear more, if you want to dive deeper into this thought, I want to encourage you to go check those episodes out. Or maybe you already heard them, but you want to re-listen. I think those will really bless you. Hey, we'll be right back here tomorrow for day 30. We will see you then.